From the first time he saw their tuxedos glistening in Salish sea waters and heard their calls, marine conservationist and noted author Eric Hoyt was captivated by orcas, protecting and understanding one of the ocean's most fearless and intelligent creatures became a lifelong mission. This month, Hoyt is on tour with The Whale Trail, a local nonprofit dedicated to making sure the area's southern resident orcas don't go extinct. He's tracing their journey in search of salmon from Vancouver Island to as far south as Monterey and giving talks along the way. This is a way that we can keep in touch with this endangered group of orcas. They are on a knife edge, about 80 of them left. A diminishing food supply, heavy vessel traffic and noise, PCBs and other contaminants in the marine web are the threats working against their survival. But when Hoyt participated in the first sailing expedition to film them in the 1970s, it was captures by aquariums that took the biggest toll. Of 127 captured, 55 came from B.C. in Washington waters. Many were orcas from J, K, and L pods, the names for the closely knit family groups who seasonally fish in local waters. Hoyt had a harsh awakening when he visited Seattle and Vancouver. We found out that some of those individuals in the tanks were related to the ones that we saw in the wild. So they were like the sisters and brothers and mothers, and, and that was very chilling. He'd spent eight summers studying orcas, and they were like family. Highly social, resident orcas remained together for life, worked together to catch prey, play together, and grandmothers helped to raise the young... In his talk, Adventures with Orcas in the North Pacific, from A1 Stubbs to Iceberg, the White Russian Bull, Hoyt recounts his first encounters with a pod off the coast of Vancouver, APOD, all the way to his current work in Russia's Far East. He and Russian graduate students have identified 1,500 orcas, one a magnificent albino Hoyt named Iceberg. Russia's remote Kamchatka coast in the North Pacific is isolated, free of heavy vessel traffic, noise, and contaminants, and rich with fish. Like orcas everywhere, Iceberg and his pod rely on sound or echolocation to communicate and find food. A series of pulse sounds, echolocation, helps them read their environment, tells them what the ocean topography looks like and what fish are ahead. It's really quite extraordinarily precise tool that they have. Human sonar is really based on thinking about how whales and dolphins do it. Hoyt and a colleague began the Far East Russian project because so little was known about the orcas who lived there and because they'd heard captures were on the rise. Asia is building new aquariums almost every month, he says. What the U.S. saw 30 or 40 years ago is happening in a wave. Washington State banned orca captures in 1976, and B.C. followed in 1990. But in Russia's North Pacific over the last 18 months, seven orcas have been captured. Two went to China and two to Moscow, while the fate of the others is uncertain. We're absolutely afraid that this is going to be a very long and painful learning curve. A camera on board filmed one capture within three pods. One reproductive female suffocated in a net. Another died 13 days later. Since his early work off Vancouver Island, Hoyt recognized the need for protected habitat. Co-founder of the International Committee on Marine Mammal Protected Areas, he spent the last decade working with countries to identify ecologically diverse, 
food-rich habitat. J-Pod was recently spotted near San Juan Island. All three southern resident orca pods, J, K, and L, have been seen off the coast of California during the orca tour. The whale trail founder, Donna Sandstrom, says there's bad news and good news. When she began the project six years ago, there were 86 resident orcas. Now there are 80. If this population trend continues, they could disappear completely in less than 100 years. And that was unthinkable to me that these whales have been here tens of thousands of years, much longer than people have, that we could be witnessing their last gasp, basically. The good news is there are seeds of hope. Things can change, says Sandstrom. Salmon runs can be restored. Orcas are in California because of healthy runs. Contaminants can be contained and better monitored, and vessels can be restricted from breeding and feeding areas, adds Hoyt. Extending the whale trail along the entire range of the southern resident orcas from Vancouver to Monterey is a way to generate excitement. It's an excitement orcas need from those they share a very complex 21st century world. Hoyt concludes the Whale Trail Orca Tour in a talk on May 18th at Seattle Center's Macaw Hall. Thanks to the Salish Sea Hydrophone Network for Orca Sounds. Greenacre Radio is brought to you with support from the Human Links Foundation, engineering by C.J. Lazenby. From the studios of Jackstraw Productions, this is Martha Baskin. <laughs>